It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's time once again for the Luke and the Pete Show. Welcome, one and all Romans, countrymen, countrywomen, country animals, country farmside animals. Um, I'm Pete Donaldson. I'm joined by Mr. Luke Moore. You're not the boss of me now. 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 You're right. Yeah. Doing okay? It's, uh, I, I got up extra early because I thought it was going to be a real pain in the in us to get into work uh, into the office because of the um, common or garden rail replacement nonsenses uh, yeah. but it turns out I had, I had, I had free run up a seven train uh, got into work about half eight and then the rambling start till like ten o'clock so and that's the thing about it. People will criticise you, Donaldson, for a number of different reasons and they will not respect the fact that Easter Monday for you you respect the mad hippie, that, that, what, the most impactful of all the hippies, our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ, but <laughs> you will also graft and work away when it warrants it, and you deserve respect for that. I don't think, um, and Kate Mason actually talked about this on, uh, before the show today, um, parents don't understand, <laughs> parents don't understand, parents don't understand what your what freelancing is, so that they think that you get like Christmas off and you think you get like um, bank holidays off and you're going to be planning an extravagant Easter weekend because that everybody else has a lot of time off. But freelancers and increasingly everyone uh, because of the availability of working from home and working from your mobile phone, nobody really gets any time off. I, I think they just need to move the times, the old parents. Yeah. What have they ever done for us? That's what I want to know. I know, right? Yeah. What have you done? Put right out your willy. <laughs> then, then I'm here. Right, yeah. here. I've got a, I've got I don't right I was running around my uh, garage the, the the man cave how big um, is it it's <laughs> make you sound like you're doing know. laps of it well not big enough clearly because I've jabbed myself in the bottom left on in the bottom right calf of my leg I've jabbed myself and uh, and it hurts when I when I poke it so I really should stop poking it but I, since I have had my vaccine jab I am kind of a little worried there might be a blood clot <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Nah, you'll be fine. You'll be okay. That's so exactly if... where the clots are, though. That's exactly where where it kind of like gathers in the back but of the leg. Nightmare. Crucially, a calf is on the back of the leg, so you were running backwards around the garage, were you? Yeah, I was. Uh, I, I was trying to avoid the spider. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Um, yeah. And and also, Pete, as a business owner, you don't you don't get a chance to have time off because you've always got to be there if people need you. So always it's just part be of it. Available. Yeah. Always got to be available and ready. Got me tape measure out. 
Yeah, <laughs> you have actually. That's amazing. You've pulled out a tape measure from off camera and just started playing with. Yeah. That's amazing. Why have you got a tape measure? How it wide, makes me nervous. How, from my face, how wide can you can you see? You can see three feet. Yeah, three feet wide. And it's annoying to me because as a co-business owner in the same business, I thought I hid all the tape measures from you. So that's disappointing because <laughs> <laughs> nothing good happens no. when your tape measure comes out. No, start tweeting about how big things are. Right. Um, yes, it's the Luke and Pete show, and uh, we're back again. What I like about uh, this kind of little running order we sort of put together, um, there are sort of new stories that we never get to usually. There yeah. are new stories that kind of week to week we, 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 we get on things that we're interested in, uh, and some of the stories that have been there for months never get mentioned. I don't even want to get into it, but I would like to um, just sort of everyone, I just want everyone to know that um, the, the, the title Florida Man Masturbating with Pickle yeah. has been on the running order for about two months now. And I wish Nat would take the hint. I wish she would, producer Nat would take the hint because she put it on there because she did it, she, she's a pro and she yeah. probably did a load of research and due diligence mm. when she knew she was going to come and start producing this show. And yeah. she probably listened through and thought, they talk about Florida men doing mad things quite a lot, so I'm going to yeah. find one of the stories. That yeah. story is horrific. It is, a, I mean, Look, approach with caution if you are listening with young children in the car or wherever you are. Bear in mind what I'm about to say could not is not suitable for children. Mm. There is a story of a man from Florida who was caught in public masturbating while putting a pickle slash gherkin up his bot bot. Right? Yeah. Now and private property as well. well the actual, oh, the I actual thought it was public. It was me... private property, was it? I thought it was in public. The actual, the actual, uh, the actual title makes me laugh because it says Florida man arrested for masturbating with pickle on private property. Oh. Now, the private property presumably means his bum because he puts the pickle up his <laughs> bum and, and he's jerking off and, and, and uh, like just an amazing... Yeah. Uh, I'm just wondering whether it's one of those big pickles you buy in like um, bodegas Chip and... Shops. and, and and rest <laughs> yeah I mean I presume it's those because you can buy like single ones that yeah. have like different you can buy oh, yeah, like, ones that are hot and spicy I remember yeah. getting all it's kinds it's not a corner shot otherwise it's not worthy of a store is it no, exactly. You're right. <laughs> I, um, I my biggest. Pro- I mean, we've we've actually. I mean, Natalie's ultimately won because we've basically um, we've we've, we've talked it about it now. Yeah. But my biggest issue with it is that I am a huge um, avoider of pickles Pickle slash avoider, gherkins, yeah. as mm. our Colombian colleague at Stack calls them. Uh, Andrea calls them um, the Gringos jalapeno. So, <laughs> which I agree with because I love a jalapeno. Give me a pickled jalapeno all day long. I'm not touching a pickle. Why is that? Is it because they're just too like girthy or or or, or, or solid or because jalapenos they're quite soft and kind of um, yielding, aren't they? Have you got soft teeth? What's going on? No, nah, it's nothing to do with that. I think I think it's just that I don't particularly like cucumbers either. It just tastes a dirty water to me. I mean, listen, there's nothing offensive <laughs> about a cucumber. I'll eat it, but it's, it's, it's what you do with it, isn't it? Yeah, it as, just as yeah. Florida man can attest to. <laughs> can I just distance myself from what I do do with pickles and cucumbers compared to the man that, <laughs> that spawned this discussion? But I don't know. I just never really got into them. I think when I was a kid, I told you before, Pete. My dad got um, my dad's position got made redundant from his work, mm. and um, he had like they had loads of money and like an uncharacteristically mad move. They took us all to Florida rather than yeah, saying yeah. this is a lot of money. We need to keep this until you get another job. They just went to Florida and spent it, and I went with them. And I was about 11, and I'd never seen a pickle before. And, of course, over there, they serve them up with burgers. And mm. I got stuck into one. I don't think I liked it. And I think my 11-year-old palate was like, no thanks. And I've never really kind of recovered from that early blow. It's interesting. I've, I've never... I think the only thing that's ever kind of knocked me for six and it's like kind of like put me off for life, but even then, not even life, I used to bloody love um, uh, dried bananas, dried banana chips. Oh, and yeah. Then I, ate I think they're really calorific, you know. 
Oh, I bet they are, yeah, must yeah. be. Uh, they, they, I sort of just went off them one day and just never went back to them. And I, I don't find them offensive. Like, the dogs have them uh, wrapped in chicken. You can buy these little um, banana chips wrapped in chicken, which are, they, they seem to very much enjoy, and I've had a nibble of one. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not, I don't think they're particularly uh, offensive in the slightest, though my, my, my girlfriend has a few of these. And one of them is, one of my partners is um, cream eggs because her oh, yeah. brother told her that there was bird poo in the cream. And she's never been able to eat them. And so I forget, and I always buy her like a cream egg, and then I end up having to eat two cream eggs. I think something in my brain goes, you're going to get an extra cream egg out of this. And yes, 100%. And like you're a good guy. Do it. And, and, and when you get to, and, and that's an interesting story about both the partner and the dogs you have access to there. Mm. And for those who are new to this show and want to know a little bit more about um, you and I, I think I can best sum you up, Pete, by saying that there's absolutely zero chance that the two dogs you've got access to have had any food that you haven't also tried just a little bit of. That's the kind uh, of man you are. Well, yeah, but also I, um, I cooked, um, I cooked Buckley a, a little, a little steak over the weekend. A couple of steaks, in fact, over the Bloody weekend. Bloody hell! We shared, Thank we you. Shared Wagyu. We shared one each. Share, uh, when I cooked Wagyu, I gave him a little bit, yeah. Oh, he's, my he's, God. He's, he's having a lovely time, his bucko. And I gave him a haircut over the weekend. That was a... People are losing their jobs out there. Drink. You can't talk about giving Wagyu steak to your dog. <laughs> I thought he's never going to have that good steak again, is he? So give, give him it. But he never knew it existed. He's a dog. He never had to worry about it. He probably yeah. lost his goddamn mind, didn't he? He lost his doggy mind. I bet um, he just ate it really it quickly, the same as he eats every other food, and it wasn't even commented on because he's a dog. Yeah. My mate, when I went uh, to Japan with my mate, he demanded um, like American, uh, sort of American um, mustard to put on his Wagyu steak. I'm like, Jesus Christ, Al, what are you playing at? That's po- is, that, <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that Little Al? Little Al. Little the man Al is so his... problematic on this kind of stuff. He really is. He's terrible. Awful, um, awful Peter, I, on, on the old cream egg thing, and I understand that because it can affect you psychologically when you're a kid. So mm. remember I told you before, um, that was the same holiday when I, I, I chomped into what I thought was a grape on the plane over and it was an olive. And I've never been right, able to okay. eat olives since, right? <laughs> and But one of the things that's kind of fascinating about that about like the food habits so you said they're right you know subconsciously that your partner isn't gonna eat the other cream egg and you're gonna get it right mm. now this i i, I at, at the age of 40 when i go to the supermarket if i'm hungry i will buy a load of stuff that i know i don't need and it is way too much for me to be eating <laughs> But I'll still do it. And it's almost, it's, it's fascinating. Get on to the point of the reason why it's fascinating. Because if you go into work and you take one journey into work mm. and it's a shitty journey into work, you're probably going to go, right, I'll think of another journey. And you'll, you'll learn and you'll adapt as you go. But for some reason, I still make decisions around food that I made when I was like 12. Uh, do you though? I mean, like, surely your palate's gone on since then, surely. I like different. I like loads more foods than I liked when I was young. I'm, pr- I'm I'm much less fussy now. But what I'm saying is, I know, for example, I don't need to eat an entire Yorkie Easter egg, mm. right? I'm not getting anything more out of it, right? No. I, if I eat half the Easter egg, that's probably fine. That's probably one of the recommended portion sizes. I'm in front of the telly. I've got a cup of tea. I love half an Easter egg, but I just keep eating the whole thing. And I know yeah. it's going to make me feel shitty the next day, but I still do it. I don't learn. And in other aspects of my life, I like to think I do learn. So I think food's got a really weird hold on a lot of us. I haven't quite extended to the point now where I'm going back to the source of this conversation and putting different um, vegetables in my anus. But, I mean, that may come. I don't know. 
Yeah, didn't you sort of, um, did, haven't you on your phone got like a timer that's just uh, for oven chips? Yeah. So this is the <laughs> thing, right? So I'm busy a lot at the moment with work and with other stuff and it comes to, and it's obviously everything's a lot more difficult to do these days for obvious reasons. So sometimes it's not, a lot of the time actually, it's not, um, it's not rare for me to look up from my computer and it'd be like 7.30. Mm. And it's like, I haven't got anything sort of for dinner. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm not going to mm. go cook for an hour. And so I just grab oven fries out of the freezer and put them in the oven and obviously then eat them. And um, the most depressing, the thing you're referring to is one of the most depressing things that's happened to me in recent years when I got a little reminder pop up saying, would you like to set a timer for 16 minutes? Basically saying, all you do is set a time for 60 minutes every night to eat oven chips. Do you want to do it again now? <laughs> no, I don't actually. I'm having, I'm having chicken and rice tonight. Thank look you very much, least, phone. Look, at least you uh, actually set a timer and you don't just let everything burn. Trying to cook blooming um, hot cross buns in the, in, the, in the toaster. Nightmare. Never try it. Rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. Big, big Pav. You know Big Pav I talk about a lot. Mm. Mm. I can remember when I used to play FIFA with him quite a bit during the first lockdown in the evening. So there was nothing else to do. Um, he got the stick on his phone, which his wife made him put on to stop him working late, that at 10pm, all his apps just instantly close. <laughs> so at 10pm, every time, everything would just turn off. Oh, and, and then he'd call me back at like two minutes later, going, oh, sorry about that. Um, my phone thing. I was like, just turn it off. He's like, I can't, my wife won't let me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, so what fantastic. else has been going on, Peter? How have you been, how have you been marking and celebrating Easter, the holiest Fine. of all the uh, yeah, not, Christian just holidays? Had a, just had a wander around. Uh, didn't have any eggs myself, but yeah, just had a, had a wander around. Watched uh, the TV show Your Honour. Is it Your Honour? Oh, I've Honor, heard good Honor. things. Yes, yeah, all right. Oh, it's basically Breaking Bad again, isn't it? Man with a tidy job and a nice life something happens and then he's got to fucking, you know, become a criminal. The, the whole um, point of Breaking Bad is that he didn't have a nice life. Well, no, he was having a nice life. He no, had he a hated comfortable it. Life. He had a comfortable life. He only he only found himself hating it when he when he found something more interesting and sexy to do. But it's all kind of like <laughs> dad wish fulfillment bollocks, isn't it? I think you've missed, I think you've missed the entire point of Breaking Bad. <laughs> what, so, and Peter, I, don't spoil it. But don't spoil. What, what's your favourite TV show of all time? Because in my mind, you hate every TV show. So, what's your favourite? Uh, Mad Men. Okay, fine. So, how would you right. rate if Mad Men's ten and I don't know something you hate is one? How would you rate Your Honour? <laughs> um, it's a, it's a, it's a two. It's 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 fine. A two. It's watchable. Yeah, it's fine. It's watchable, but it's just the 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 boy and not it's got um, what's his name who who goes shit in the wire oh Clay Davis lovely Clay Davis it's got Clay Davis in it um, yeah. he never says shit I, I mean I'm on the last two episodes and I, so hopefully he'll he'll at the end go shit well he, he tweets it every day so you <laughs> want to get him you want to get him does. to say it, you can see it on Twitter yeah. is he a West Brom fan or like a Chelsea fan <laughs> I don't fan? know I that's think... so weird you said that to me I have no idea <laughs> I have no idea that he uh... I don't know why you tweeted about West Brom winning at Stamford Bridge or whatever shit. it was um, but weird. But I've no idea. I'm afraid. But um, yeah. so you watch Your Honor. I, I watch Your Honor. I don't. I, I don't like the fact that the kid in it is just incredibly ungrateful when his dad is just trying to do his best, and the kid is just trying to derail his his dad's fucking plan at every fucking stage. Um, there's a man from Bodwalk Empire that I quite like in it. That's all I got for you, Luke. To be honest, I, li- I like. The, it's, it's unlikely you'll spoiler because your interpretations so are so. They're so surreal and abstract. Yeah. <laughs> this actually actually adds quite a lot to it. Like, do you ever had a meltdown at you because you tried to spoil a Game of Thrones? I didn't try to. I didn't give you anything, but you just got upset because you are what can only be described as a big dragon boy. <laughs> 
I am. I am a big dragon boy. Sometimes when Game of Thrones is on TV, just a random episode on Sky Atlantic, because let's be honest, we're paying through the nose for that, and they're filling the schedule, aren't they? You basically you basically pay a lot of money for Sky Atlantic, and what you get is maybe a couple of showpiece series that go out <laughs> at 9pm two nights a week. The rest, just Game of Thrones over and over again. Um, and sometimes, sometimes when there's an episode on, I will watch it. Um, and also, um, there's, there's an absolutely massive... Um, and I mean four times the budget of Game of Thrones, Amazon Prime, Lord of the Rings series coming, isn't there? Mm, yes, apparently so. I, I I always get confused. Why are they bringing that back? Is Jackson involved? Is he? Is he because in the like, <laughs> because in the words of Pete of uh, Alan Partridge, people like them. Let's, Let's make, make some make more, more of them. Of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if Peter Jackson's involved. I've not looked into it. I know that um, this is a bit of a. Um, Bit of a link for you. I know that Joel Emery, who's one of the geniuses behind the offensive and an upcoming new uh, stack series uh, sometime soon, is a huge Lord of the Rings fan, and um, he was telling me about it, and that's how I know about it. Ah, uh, I see. Yeah, well, that'll be so exciting, they... won't it? Witcher Two's just finished. Not watched a single lick of it, but <laughs> oh, is Witcher Two out now? Is it? Uh, Witcher Two. It's not uh, out yet. No, it's not out. No, it's not out yet. They've just wrapped. So I just saw Mr. Handsome Superman. Um, sort of saying, "I finished. Finished now." I mean, he lo- he looks. I mean, I've seen the first season of Witcher. I enjoyed it. He looks fucking obscene. <laughs> he's just the most uh, obscene-looking man. He looks like he's hewn out of granite. Yeah. He like he was quarried, not born, and he's just <laughs> so handsome. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Very good-looking man. It's too good-looking. I think you know. I've got a working theory that if some people are too good-looking, male or female, in TV shows, it takes you out of it. Yeah, I would say that. And you can't like, and in real life, you can't have a meeting with them because you just, you just, you can't look directly at them. Well, we it's can't get like, near them, can we? <laughs> no, no, they don't, they don't want to take meetings with us. <laughs> but you, you, you wouldn't have like, a, I mean, for example, I don't know if this has happened, but if uh, what's his name, the geezer who plays um, the Witcher? Um. Uh, Cavill, Henry Cavill. Henry and Cavill. How are you yeah. ever asking me? I know. For a I was, name I've of let a myself man. down Good there. God. But, but if he played a role where he was, I don't know, like a postman, it would be ridiculous. He has to play <laughs> mythical beings. Basically, he has to play mythical beings. He's just well, too handsome. Well, somebody would. Somebody made the point. It's a, there's a woman on Twitter. It's Sydney. Battle, I want to say maybe she's fucking funny. Um, she um, famously her, her sort of viral hit was that she um, she was she was off her head on some kind of drugs because she'd had a, a, a an elbow operation, and she yeah. was um, and she was just, she made her dad film her while she just reviewed the ditches of her town. And she would just go, this is my favourite ditch. And <laughs> just like talking about wow. ditch for ages. And she was so wazzed out of it. It was so funny. Um, and she uh, and she was saying that everyone in Los Angeles who is beautiful and really good looking is like entertainment adjacent. They either work in film or they know yeah. people that work in okay. film. And they, but in New York, you can get like really good looking UPS drivers. <laughs> I see what you mean. You know I know what I you mean. mean. I think I think the standard of of attractiveness in the US is a lot higher. Like, it's a lot higher. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. And I th- I think um, and you can see that by the way that in TV shows and movies they will just put a pair of glasses on an amazingly attractive person and the plot will be <laughs> they're not very good looking. It's like this is ridiculous, yeah. absolutely mm. ridiculous. And as soon as they take a, in the final act of the movie when they take the glasses off and they look amazing. You're supposed to believe that they weren't amazing in the first place because yeah. I guess they're such perfectionists. It's a well-worn trope. <laughs> it is. Um, let's have a break, and when we come back, we'll do some emails, and I might just ask you quickly about your um, 
your opinion on April Fool's Day because I, I've got one of my own. But anyway, stick around. Um, come back to us in a minute. We'll just uh, do these quick ads and then we'll be back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. This week at Sukarnov. Over on Clash of the Titles, the gang are counting down to the Oscars with a special month of Best Picture Clashes. Rocky won the Oscar that year. Do you guys think it was a deserving winner that year or do you think something else should have won? I think Taxi Driver should have won. I am with you, Vicky. My heart says Rocky. Rocky's one of my favourite films of all time. I don't like yeah. watching Taxi Driver, but it is... No. It is... <laughs> That's true. It is amazing. And That's it's so true. No one's ever like, oh, do you want a Bosch Taxi Driver? <laughs> Or if that doesn't tickle your fancy, and why wouldn't it, check out the Book Club on Football Ramble Presents, where former footballer Ricky Hill discusses the highs and lows of his storied career. My schoolmaster came in after us and said, oh, you know, you've been invited, three of you have been invited for trials up at Luton. And I initially, oh, my feeling. thoughts were, where, where is Luton? I, I had no idea. <laughs> and, I, and I said, well, I'm not going. Um, <laughs> All that and a whole lot more. Welcome back to the Luke and Pete show. I'm Pete Donaldson, joined by Luke Moore. And as we held towards the end of the Monday show, we've got some aliens to go through. But also, Luke wants to talk about April Fool's, I hear. Yeah, I don't think there's ever been a good April Fool's trick. No, I remember one on Going Live. Uh, Phil uh, had this little box, this tiny little box about the size of, a, like a, I guess, an SD card what year? these days. Would have been nineties. Would have been nineties. Hmm. Uh, and he uh, said that when you it had like a, a one to one to five on the um, on the front of the box. Yeah. Um, when you pressed number five, you get the uh, it would play 
uh, with a little speaker inside. Uh, the, um, the, the whatever was at f- number five in the charts that week, and then number four, number f- you know, and, and then the one at the top of the hit parade, as they used to call it back in the day, um, it, when they pressed number one. And he basically invented the iPod. <laughs> that's a, that's, I stand good, corrected. That's incredible. And it good. happened. Yeah, it really Phil Schofield. In my mind that. I remember thinking, that is amazing. And you and they would make you ring up to try and like win it. And I rang up to see if I could win it. And I'm, I don't think they like disavowed me of the notion that it existed. So they they got my money that day, going live. Phil Honestly. Schofield should sue the estate of Steve Jobs. He should, yeah, because he invented it in the 90s. What would you do, Pete, if you found out later that actually Steve Jobs worked as a researcher on Going Live and that's when he had his first idea? he had idea. his idea. Well, look, it wouldn't surprise me because, you know, Pip Schofield, he, he knows what he's doing when it comes to light entertainment. Oh, big time. The man, listen, you can, you can do nothing but respect the longevity of the man's record. Oh, it's incredible. He, uh, my, one of my, I, he had like, was it Snapchat or Instagram stories? He he would just, he'd just get pissed and just start dicking about in his house. And I've spoken about it before, but like the, him in his loft trying to figure, there was, there was an alarm going off, like a little beep, 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 like a low battery alarm. And he couldn't sort of figure out what alarm was going off in his massive country pile. Yeah. And so he just went upstairs, pissed, with a hammer, filming all the way, um, just smashing up little boxes on the wall of his barn. And he's just hitting these machines until they stop squeaking. <laughs> Nobody know. He didn't know what it was for. It could have been like a like a like a like an alarm for some kind of radon gas or something. But yeah, no, he, just, <laughs> he was bashing it with with a hammer and pissed. I, th- I think I think because people have so little understanding of it, and because you don't really think about it much, and why would you? Because most people are normal. Mm. Um, it's you don't fully appreciate how difficult it is to be that good on TV for that long. Mm. Yeah, and to do it for like thirty years is incredible. Yeah, longer, longer probably. Yeah. Incredible. And also incredible like, performance. and also the one thing that I always get impressed with, with people like him, is that so getting on the TV and doing your bit while the cameras are on you and everyone's running around is hard enough as it is, and you and I have both had a very small flavour of that, and it is hard. But to make it look so natural, to make it mm. look like you're actually having a conversation with someone who's come around to your living room and have a cup of tea, which is what they yeah. do, the top-level the top level pros, is astonishingly hard. Like, yeah. and, I, and I think, I think um, it's just made to look really easy, so people just don't think much of it. But it's not. It's almost a bit like snooker. Like, you watch snooker on TV, and you go, yeah, they're good. And you go and see an actual full-size snooker table, and you are like, fuck me, this is the size of my flat. This, <laughs> and it automatically seems much harder. But anyway, shout-out to Phil Schofield. Absolute legend in the game. Um, let's do some emails. Hello at LukeAndPeteShow.com. That's hello at LukeAndPeteShow.com is the email address. We are also on Instagram and Twitter at LukeAndPeteShow. Um, if you want to send an email in about anything you've heard on the show recently or any ideas you've had or anything you'd quite like us to talk about in the near or far future, please do so. And someone who's done that is our friend Catherine. Um Catherine has enclosed a photo of this as well, which immediately caught my eye. And she says the following, Hi, Luke and Pete. Catherine here from Massachusetts. And I was just writing in because I was recently at my local grocery store and saw the picture attached below. Sunny D 
formerly known as Sunny Delight, in three different flavours that not only no one asked for, but to my knowledge that no one drinks anymore. <laughs> I've honestly not seen Sunny D in any other store since I was in elementary school, and I'm 25 now, so that was a while ago. I was walking past the bread aisle and I saw this massive display. I had to make backtrack to make sure the year 2021 was correct, and I haven't time-travelled back to 2003. Um... I immediately captured the display to send in to you guys. Do you, either of you know another single human being who still buys or drinks Sunny D? How is this brand still in business after all these years? Mind you, they only cost a dollar. So perhaps that's got something to do with it. Um, anyway, let me know. Thank you for the uh, for the great laughs every week. My mum and I both love this podcast. Keep up the good work, Catherine. Now, that final sentence is key because... Catherine says, my mum and I love the show, which is really sweet, right? And mm. stopped me and made me rewrite my notes around this email where I was going to call Catherine a masshole, which is what people call, other people call people from Massachusetts, a masshole. Oh. So, Catherine, I was going to call you a masshole, but because you very sweetly listen with your mother, I'm not going to do that. Mm. You're a mamhole instead. Um, <laughs> the, uh, I, I like the fact that there's so many different flavours of Sunny D. There's a green one that looks very unappetising, yeah. a red one that looks like blood, uh, and the orange classic. Uh, I could probably drink that. I could probably see myself uh, slurping down a bit of uh, the orange classic, but that is, the other two look incredible. Do you, they look like do you know what it looks like, Pete? It looks like a display you would see... Uh, beautifully rendered in a futuristic dystopian video game <laughs> for the PS5. Mass Effect. Mass Effect 5. <laughs> yeah. It does look like that. Um, so thank you very much, Catherine, for sending that in, though. Much appreciated. Mm. Peter, have you got an email there for us? Delicious. Yes, I have. Um... I want to talk about medieval memes. There's been a couple of uh, emails from pirates, but we'll get to those later on. A medieval meme has entered the frame. Hello to the Luke and the Pete. This is from Jay. Long-time listener, first-time emailer, and all that nonsense. And that's what we like to hear, new people. And all people, too. Yes, you're welcome. I was sitting in my Zoom lecture, looking through an article, uh, when I came across the story that set off the Luke and Pete alarm in my head. It is a story about a recent discovery of a medieval meme. The meme here is a piece of metal depicting a man stepping out of a snail shell that is resting atop a goat. (laughs) Wow. Quite the image. Little snail on top of a goat, little medieval man coming out of it. Uh, According to the article, it has something to do with making fun of non-chivalrous acts of knights at the time. Uh, I hope that you lads find this interesting or at least get a chuckle out of you as well. Uh, Apparently there was a big knight clambering out of a a snail shell atop a goat uh, meme. Uh, sensation back in the day. Uh, it looks like a little brooch, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't know. One thing I am impressed by because I've clicked on the 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 article that Jay shared alongside, mm. and it says the uh, the the piece is dated from about twelve hundred AD, mm. um, and um, it's a knight wearing a helmet with a long sleeve tunic, and he's got one leg lunging forward, suggesting he's stepping out of the shell, and uh, his hands are pressed together as if in, as if in prayer. Now. What I'm most impressed by is the way they're able to interpret it. Because to me, that could be anything. That, to me, looks like a bloke sat on a goat with a shell-like seat, and he's riding it somewhere. Oh, it's like a really ornate kind of... Uh, yeah. yeah. Like sort of chariot seat, yeah. I, I it can, could I be anything, in my opinion. It could be anything. Yeah, it's, 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 it needs a little bit more... It's a sort of meme that I would create, get no hits on Twitter at all, and then I'll just be just blaming Twitter for being shit. Full of yeah. assholes that want some Route One stuff. Oh, uh, there was there was definitely a um, there's definitely a, a, a kind of undercurrent peak to your work where it's too clever for the mass public. 
It's not too clever. It's just too okay. uh, too niche, obscure, too weird. Too niche. Yeah, too yeah. too. I've been on forums for too long. Uh, yeah. It would work possibly in a forum where there's only five people on there and they all get the joke. But on Twitter, there's just no. But and I'm just like, what's the point of this place? Awful. I mean, you are a man, Pete, who Awful. has been regularly conducting completely unasked for on a completely voluntary basis meme dumps in groups that I'm a part of for. Mm probably 10 years plus. Yeah. But you very rarely hit pay dirt with your own memes. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm a great... I'm a, I'm a, I'm a great meme counsellor. I'm a great meme... Uh, memeatist, but I, I can't create... You any could have been big own. on Vine, I reckon. It's difficult. It's difficult, isn't it? It's very, very difficult. I always say that if I, uh, if I was ever going to make a, an NFT, uh, non-fungible or fungible uh, token uh, piece of art, it would very much be uh, the time that I um, staged myself falling off a chair at Absolute yeah. Radio, which is literally... The best thing I've ever done. <clears throat> it, but the thing about you, I mean, we should share this as well, so people who haven't seen it can have a look. Mm. The thing I like about that little mm. vine you did, and but there's nothing to stop you transposing your great vine work across to Instagram Reels, by the way, for instance. Right, okay. Um, right. So you can have to think about that. The best thing about that piece of work you're talking about there is it genuinely looks real. Yeah. Well, the so the so I came to work and I noticed that the arm on my chair was broken so that if you put mm. any pressure on it it would kind of give way and fall and so I got Dan Benedictus I believe it was Dan Benedictus from downstairs in the office said Dan could you come up and film me falling off this chair um, and so I saw with a name did... like that he deserves a lot better as well by the way <laughs> he's a magnificent man is Dan and he uh, and I leaned on and I leaned on the side that, that was going to break and I fucking stacked it and it's the best video I've ever made the best bit of work ever. I've been in radio I was in radio for like 13, 15, well, sorry, for 15 years. Uh, and I've been doing podcasts for that same amount of time, et cetera, et cetera. And I just sort of look at that and I sort of go, that is the best thing I will ever do. That will be played at my funeral, if indeed I get one, if I've not done something dreadful. Why would but you not get one? That's just so I've depressing. Terrible. What if I'd done something terrible? You still get a funeral. <laughs> I'm not saying it'll be well attended, but you yeah, still get one. People, people, people are just going to leave you lying on the slab and go, he's a terrible bloke, we're just leaving him here. No That's a problem gonna, for them. No. You're making it worse. <laughs> no one's going to bother with it. Yeah, but if you're a terrible person, no one's going to turn it with a PowerPoint camera, are they? To PowerPoint uh, projector. A, no, a but what short, I'm saying is, you projector. just said... In a few, when, at my funeral, if I get one, yeah. they, if anything, they're going to bury you quicker. They'll <laughs> <laughs> be buried gonna in the sea one. like Osama bin Laden. They won't tell anyone where they, where I've gone. Uh, did, did we talk about this last week? I said I wanted to be hitting a Viking ship, and you said you wanted something horrific. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. Anyway, listen, that's about enough time for for this Easter Monday show. Um, I think we should wrap it up there. But we will be back on Thursday with more of your battery brands, more of your emails, more uh, nonsense. I'm sure we can uh, come up with something to talk about, Pete. Um, we normally can. Uh, won't be anything to do with a Florida man masturbating with a gringo's jalapeno. <laughs> so that's all good but do stick around for Thursday's episode it'll be out first thing Thursday do leave us a review as well uh, wherever you get your pods it does help us a great deal and do keep your correspondence coming in hello at lukeandpeatshow.com is the email at lukeandpeatshow is the Instagram and the Twitter thank you very much indeed for listening thanks to everyone who emailed in much appreciated enjoy your sunny day and we'll see you on Thursday This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.